Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Yay Basketball. I am Michael Padilla. And I'm Kyle Charles. We are so glad to have you along for the ride today. We've got so much to talk about. Unlike last week, we don't have six months to cover. We're just one week, but it feels like the future is so much. We're just going to dive right in. So what have we missed since last week? We're going to go over the play-in game, the coach firings, then we're going to get to our playoff predictions. Kyle and I both have a couple hot takes, and we're going to hit those right to you. Kyle, I'll let you start. Let's talk about this play-in game. The whole thing, the whole sequence is wild. If you're the league, you can't really ask for much better, aside from they designed the whole thing for Zion to get in and they didn't get that. But other than that, really can't ask for much better. Um, sitting there watching that last game of the, I guess, bubble regular season, Blazers-Nets. The seeding games, yeah. I think somebody had an article the next morning. I think it was Ziller, and the headline was, made the basketball gods smile upon the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. They did not have to do that. Right. They were playing for nothing. Yeah. I mean, they could have completely just sat down that game. Yeah. And they played incredibly hard. Sitting there watching it, not that I want to take an unnecessary shot, but like, if Kyrie's active, mm-hmm. does that game go the same way? No. I don't think so at all. Yeah, I agree. Because I think from the jump, the Blazers are zeroed in on Kyrie. Whereas I don't <laughs> yeah. think you game plan for Levert. You yeah. prepare for him, but you don't entirely build your game plan around the way you would for Kyrie or KD or something like that. And this is just, I mean, it's two years in a row where, and even you go back to the Kyrie Celtics, without him, that team just has a different identity. Mm-hmm. You just look at him and it's like, this is a gritty team of, you know, big basketball fans know Karis LeVert is yeah. legit. He but is if real. you don't, you look at that roster and you just, who? Just top to bottom. Like, you don't recognize any of those names. And they got a lot of talent and they play really hard. And I think if you put Kyrie in there, I just don't know if they play as hard. I agree. Kyrie tends to take, especially in big games, like that would have been for them, you know, 25-plus shots, and sometimes he does well and kills the team, and sometimes he doesn't. Um, The thing that stuck out to me the most was we knew the burden that was on Lillard's shoulders, but I don't think it was as obvious until the the final buzzer on that Nets game and you see Lillard like look at the scoreboard, look at the refs to be sure no fouls, no time on the clock. And then he finally just like this sigh of relief, puts his hands on his knees and bent over. And Nurkic is like patting him on the back and like, we did it. Like we at least got to the play in game. Because I think the notion was if you beat the Nets tonight, you're probably going to beat the Grizzlies at least once. Yeah. Everyone seemed to really. Yeah. And. We don't have to dive too deep into this. We talked about this the other night, you and I, um, how I think that a playoff should be expanded because it seems like every year the Western Conference eighth seed is being fought for in those last few days of the regular season. I don't know really technically how you would do it. I think it might be tricky with, um, you know, how many teams, how many game limit. Uh, I threw out the idea that if it's within a game or two, two games, you know, regardless of the amount of teams, let's say it's 12, let's say all the way down to the 12 seed is within two games of the eight spot. Let's figure out a way to get the best team in there. The 12th, and that'd be, that'd be grueling and obviously would, would be a disaster in terms of scheduling and, and television writing and rights and all that. But I think that that was so exciting and it was just one game. And it, I mean, it, 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 it brought a playoff game seven mentality to a game that wasn't even in the playoffs yet. Yeah. So, of course, if you watched, you know the uh, 
Blazers won 126-122. Um, Damian Lillard had 31. McCollum had 29. Nurkic had 22 and 21 rebounds, including 17 boards in the first half after the passing of his grandmother. Yeah, I was um, going to say, McCollum with a fractured back. Yeah. And Jokic the same day as Nurkic, yeah. Mother passed or grandmother? His passed? grandmother, grandmother, yeah. Nurkic's passed. grandmother passed. Uh, There's a lot of... <sighs> Yeah, something also mellow 21, including that big three, pretty much the game ceiling yeah. three, yeah. which was impressive. We've said it. I said it last week. I'll keep saying it. Apologies to Mendoza. Apologies to Mendoza. I haven't filled out my apology form yet, but let's see how this series goes. Let's see how this series goes, because uh, this is the hot topic of conversation. Before leading too much into this, I know we're going to touch on this later, but they played their hearts out to get to the eight seed. And now they have probably one of the top two teams in the league to face. And who knows how that's going to go. Also over the weekend, a couple firings, one really surprising. Well, I I would say both surprising because I thought that the bull, I thought the bulls were going to stick with Boylan for another year and, or they extended him right. Or or fire him halfway through when he starts, you know, four and 16 or something. Um, but the gentry firing caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. Um, I think we kind of have differing opinions. I see. Okay. So let's start with Boylan. Let's just start with Boylan. Um, he went 39 and 84 as a, <laughs> in, like a 30 something win percent, like 32 win percent. Pretty bad. Yeah, pretty um, terrible, you know, best player on the bulls being Levine putting up 25 points a game this year. Obviously Markinen took a huge step back, big regression yeah. this season. Yeah. We were thinking maybe poor Zingas kind of numbers this year from him but he had an injury and just wasn't playing to his potential and probably the the system and the utilization of his talents uh or lack thereof is what put him in that position to not be as successful um but they have a lot of young talent kobe white and you know like i mentioned levine and marketing they have pieces to yeah wendell carter they have pieces to do well over the next few years and uh uh, reinsdorf finally just said see ya so yeah new gm Mm-hmm. Paxson, right? Oh, no, that's the Paxson, former. Former, right, yeah. right? They brought in a new guy who I think was like the Nuggets. I think so. Yeah. I mean, not my guy. I didn't really yeah. like the style from the get go. The fucking time card yeah. stuff and the making him do push ups and it's like this isn't. It's not high school basketball. Yeah, and he wasn't even a college coach. Right. Like you sort of get it when Beeline comes in the whole polar bear stuff, and it's like, yeah, but. Give him time. He's a college coach. He's successful. He he believes in his style because it's, you know, got him results. With Boylan, it's like, where did this crap even come from? Yeah. It's just, and I saw just, of course, on Twitter from, like, the worst people that were like, oh, well, he didn't kiss the ass of these players, and that's why they didn't like him. It's like, right. well, yeah, they, they run it. Like, yeah. if you have yeah, a terrible a- relationship with your star players, you're going to be out. I mean, this that's is- the world we live in. It's a player's league. Yeah. I mean, people always call LeBron a coach killer, but that's because if he has a bad coach, which let's be real, for the majority of his career, he's had a bad guy. Who's the best coach LeBron's ever had is Spo, probably, right? Yeah. And every other coach has just been serviceable. Mike hey, Brown is. But guess probably... who didn't get killed? Spo. Right. Still yeah. there. Yeah. Still a great coach. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. I mean, Boylan was the kind of coach to me that I think before every uh, uh, start to training camp or practices or whatever, they were beginning i think he watched coach carter and then went right into it and it's like that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be that guy um so moving on to the pelicans getting rid of alvin gentry his record's a little bit different he had five seasons with them i believe 
went 175 and 225 in his five season span with the Pelicans, including what four years with Anthony Davis, which uh, an injury riddled Anthony Davis and yeah. an often underperforming Anthony Davis. The best team that Gentry had in his tenure with the Pelicans was the Boogie, Boogie AD, team. and then of course and Boogie ruptures. Hurt. Yeah. Uh, Boogie ruptures his knee out, and uh, everything was different after that, but they still made a push for the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, you know, they lost to the Warriors, and they swept the Blazers that one season, um, but it really just never came along to him. So you you were saying, give your reasoning for why you think it is a good firing. So, I mean, I think Griffin did the right thing, gave him a season, didn't come in. I mean, that's always the... The tension between you have a new GM, do they bring in their new guy immediately? Do they kind of leave the status quo? I thought he did the right thing leaving Gentry in there. On paper, it seemed like it could work. This just rapid, you know, fastest pace of play in the league. I, you looked at it on paper and it's like you got to under, not undersize, but it's like you put Drew out there with Lonzo Ball and BI and Zion and it's like that could work and that looked good, but it just did not connect this year. Yeah. He was a coach that absolutely needed a, as close as we get to a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. in the NBA and Ms. Delic and who was not in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of pointed out when this started is like, are they going to revert back to how they were on defense before they brought Ms. Delic in? And the answer was yes, they sucked on defense. Right. Um, so it's like, if you can't, I mean, which transitions nicely into who they might bring in next. Right. Um, and, and Tony. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just think it was time. You've got a superstar, but you're on an abbreviated timeline with him. I mean, shouts to Joseph Bachman. I mean, I think we're all yeah. <laughs> aware that this is not going to be a 20-season career for yeah. Zion, yeah. no matter what. Well, I, you know, I agree, but also given that his rookie season was so abbreviated itself, I think that give him another opportunity... I mean, because when did we, we didn't really see them play for, because they were not eliminated. They were finally starting to ramp up with Zion and Brandon Ingram, I think most improved this season, you know, playing to their full capabilities. Who knows what happens, but you get somebody like D'Antoni in there. We really are going to see what goes, what, what potential they have. Yeah. And I think that's probably the thinking after you see they were first, right? They fired Gentry before Boylan was out. Mm-hmm. I think they're ready to make a. They're going to make a quick move. They're going to so. be ready to pounce when the playoffs are over. Yeah, chips fall. Because um, I think they're ready to. They got to be in win now mode. I mean, right. you have a generational talent, but yeah. six more seasons, seven more seasons. Yeah, maybe? you so can't. You, you can't. Another wasteful season is just not going to sit well for with anybody. The worst thing that could happen to Zion is the same thing that has happened to LeBron and Giannis is that their first, what, six years are just dependent on that one player being extraordinary and the talent around them is not there. The Pels have the talent potentially to be really good. So in that case, I agree, but... You know, we'll see if they if they pull D'Antoni, then I'm 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 interested, really interested to see what they could do next year. Yeah. Um, let's go to the playoffs. Uh, playoffs have begun today. You got a score on that uh, Celtic Sixers game? It's a five point game with a minute left. Five points in the Celtics' favor. Embiid has 26 points in 36 minutes and five fouls. Celtics lead. 
by five with about a 112 to play. There have been two games um, already took place today. Uh, the Jazz and Nuggets and the Raptors Nets. Of course, both games going chalk to the higher seed Raptors and Nuggets. However, Donovan Mitchell, 57 points, the third highest points ever scored in the playoffs behind Jordan and Elgin Baylor, which is just incredible. If I asked me who in the first game of the first round was going to put up 57, I would have not picked him probably out of the top. He probably wouldn't have been my top 10 picks i i would have i would have said like somebody like you know i would have probably chosen carol Levert before i would have chosen donovan mitchell because yeah, he hasn't fair. just been leaping off the table uh, leaving off the page doing a lot but okay we've got predictions we've got a lot of rounds to get to so let's just do it we're gonna we're gonna kind of take a slighter deeper dive in this first round since this is what's present and happening but we're gonna do the whole playoffs as a picture um and see how we differ round by round so let's start in the east okay uh let's start with your bucks uh, i mean we don't really need to talk much about this. I got a sweep. Yeah, I, I also have a sweep. If it's not a sweep, I would be floored. This is the same thing that someone said last that we that people tend to say is like, oh, who knows? They could steal a game off them like last year with the Pistons. Like we'll see. And their average murdered ball. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was just, won by like twenty two points. Yeah, the average. the average was like twenty something. Yeah. Um, Magic don't get one unless barring an it. I mean, all of this is barring they don't injury. Have Isaac. Yeah. All of this, let's just preface this entire prediction by saying barring injury, because a star injury, especially now with the duos that we have around the league, changes the entire dynamic of the entire playoffs. So, uh, Bucks 4-0, Raptors? Five? I got it in five as well. Raps over Nets, five. They were up today by 33 points in the second quarter, which is just bananas. Um, Karis LeVert really didn't get it going because their defense just honed in on him, and they just... They just have you take him out, and you can hope for a thirty-point Joe Harris game, but you're Whew. probably not going to get it. The game that we're uh, kind of keeping on paying attention, which is now a four-point game with thirty-one seconds to play. Boston most likely going to pull out Game One against the uh, Sixers. Uh, who you got in this one? I have Celtics in five. And I mean, I, you look at it, and it's rare that you have the best player in a series. And you probably on the don't. losing team of a five game yeah. series. But it's just like you're probably gonna get JoJo for a game. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that it's rare that you have the best player on the court who just won't apply himself and do what he's best at. I mean, the no every, I think everyone in the league kind of understands that if he applied himself, he could be Shaq. Like not actually, but I mean he could up he could, especially against his Celtics team, who Tice is okay, but he's not gonna shut him down. No one's gonna no. If yeah, Embiid that's been is a consistent problem for yeah. Dice's Embiid. If Embiid is on his Embiid shit, no one's stopping him. Um, this hurts my heart. I mean, not really because I'm a lifelong Grizzlies fan, but um, in a former life as a Sixers fan, <laughs> former life as a Sixers fan, I uh, I am picking the Celtics in six. Now this is spicy. Let's get spicy here. Who do you have winning the four five matchup? The Indiana Pacers and the five seed Miami Heat. Oh, I said heat and five. Heat and five. That's what I also say. Okay, spicy. <laughs> Not that spicy. Uh, no, I looked at it. I'm like, no, this heat team is just way too good for the Pacers. I mean, I, stacked too. I want to root for Malcolm Brogdon at every opportunity. <laughs> you know this. Yeah, but one of your sons. I just don't think they've got it. They really miss Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. If they had Bogdanovich, uh, this would be different. Yeah, I he's a so. hell of a defender. You could put him on Jimmy all game. 
Oladipo's but, not back yet. No, TJ Warren. Not right. TJ Warren has proven to be not sustainable. Um, There's whispers Sabonis may come back. In the playoffs, that would be interesting. He could be a slight difference maker. He better hurry up. Because... <laughs> I got five games on paper. But so. this is playoff basketball now, you know? The stats don't really mean much. It means it's big moments, and I don't picture Sabonis in my mind as a big moment guy. I picture him as a stat sheet stuffer. So you want to go conference or round by round? We'll just do the East first. Just round out the East? Sure. Okay. So in the second round, then, we would we both have the Bucks and Heat. Who you got? Uh, I said Bucks and six on that one. Bucks and six. I I believe I agreed. Uh, I think I, yeah, I think I went Bucks and six as well. That's a tough matchup for them. It is a tough because matchup because they they'll give you the three. Mm-hmm. And do they have to adjust for that? Because do you want to set up a game plan that ends up with you losing to Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrow? I mean. Yeah. That's a hell of a way to go. I think you got to adjust that a little bit. It's. Yeah, it, I think that personnel-wise, the Heat are going to give them a tough matchup, but I just don't think that anything's going to stop these Bucks right now. Um, I mean, also, one thing about the Heat is that they were so damn good because of their home court, which is crazy yeah. to say because the Heat, Miami is notorious for having some of the worst fans in the league. But this season, they were exceptional at home, and there's no such thing as home court now, um, unless... Did you struggle? I, I struggled putting together my number of games. Yes. Because we're so ingrained in, all right, they pick up the first two, but then right. that first game back in Orlando, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the fans really get behind them. They're feeling it at home, and it's just now it's, I mean... There's it's just not that. a factor at all. Yeah, there's so none of that. I see it going one way or the other. I lean towards we could potentially see sweeps in all four first round Eastern Conference. I could matchups. I, I could see that as or well. Or they, or you could have six or Celtics go seven. It's just hard to guess at. Yeah, what that's going to ha- you know be a factor because so much of the Celtics Sixers matchup that you mentioned is rooted in the fan bases at Wells Fargo and TD Bank. You know those fans are insane. Whereas in Indiana, yeah, they get wild, but I mean, come on, what are we talking about? But none of them are there now, so it won't make a difference. Okay, so you're picking the Bucks in five over the Heat. Six? Six. Six. I'm picking the Bucks in six as well, sorry. Um, Celtics, Raptors, who you got? I said Raptors in seven. I think it's going to be a blast. Mm. I could see that going being a lot of fun, too. The Celtics were a tough matchup, one of the toughest matchups for the Raptors this year. Mm-hmm. Played really good defense, personnel-wise. I think this is kind of tough for the Raptors. Yeah. I mean, you got Kemba Walker. Hey, we love Fred Van Vliet, Wichita's very own. But there you go. he's going to go up against a several-time all-star in Kemba Walker. And then I just don't know how they match up on the wings with both Tatum and Brown. That's just tough. It is going to be tough. But I picked Raptors in six. I just think that Nick Nurse has the bodies to throw at those young guards that are just not perfectly interchangeable. I'm not saying that Boucher is the same as Siakam, but they just are relentless. Like, their defense is something like I've never seen before. They always just... It doesn't seem to matter who is in front of them. They always have this incredible five-man front who is all swarming to the ball, and if they're in man, they are, like, 
handling their matchups. And if someone gets blown by, there's always help. Like their defense is one of the best I've seen. On paper, they're exceptional. But if you watch a Raptors game, they do things to teams and opponent star players that is just it is mind boggling to to see. So yeah. I went Raptors in six. They kind of follow one of those golden rules of like don't play dudes who suck. Yeah. They just never send somebody out there where I'm like, God, that guy's a negative. Mm-hmm. Like just top to bottom. Yeah. They've got they've got I mean, they've got one of the best GMs, if not the best GM in the league, who sees talent and says, let's grab them young. Let's get develop them. I mean, look at Van Vliet before before last year's yeah. playoffs was a role player. And now he we haven't mentioned him. Oh, you mentioned him a moment ago, but he's a, he's like going to be a big factor for the Celtics in their run to the what I believe Eastern Conference Finals. And you agree. And he's going to be super paid. Congrats, Fred. Yeah, he is. I kind of hope he stays with Toronto, though. I don't want to see him be one of those guys that leaves to go be the best player on a bad team like Terry Rozier. Second best player on a bad Yeah, Devontae Graham. <laughs> Sorry. In theory, the best player. Right, okay. Right, right. So, Eastern Conference Finals, Bucks, Raptors. I, I mean, I know who you're picking, but how many games? I say seven again. I say seven as well. Yeah. I it's, think it's just going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a war. I think they have the personnel to match up with the Bucks better than anybody in the league. Two dominant defensive bigs to pair with the Bucks. Two dominant defensive bigs. Um, and. I mean, let's be real. No one's going to stop Giannis. It's going to be have to be. It's going to have to be done by committee. Yeah. And the Raps have the best defensive committee in the league. Veteran centers or veteran fours really give him hell. Al Horford gives him hell. Marcus Saul gives him hell. It's yeah. that's kind of you watch him get outsmarted mm-hmm. by these veterans. Mm-hmm. It's like I love him. He's my favorite player. But sometimes last year, if it was Kawhi or Gasol, they mm-hmm. really made life difficult for him. And the Raptors just have, I mean, those are the two best coaches in the East, Bud, yeah. and, Bud and Nick Nurse. I mean, they're, and when it comes to scheming, it, it's just, it's fighting fire with fire. They're both just geniuses. So, uh, okay, so you've got the Bucks in the finals. Let's go to the West. <sighs> they fought hard to get here. They went through a gauntlet. They went, Six and two and seven and two, if you include the playoff play in game, and they made it to the playoffs. Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, they made it to the eighth seed to play the Lakers. Yeah, all for naught. Yeah. How many games? Four. Four. It's tough because typically this fight for the eighth seed means more because you get to have two home playoff games for your fans. Not only money, but just experience yeah you build fans how many young fans get to see their first playoff game in portland and everybody's happy right you don't really get anything out of this yeah (laughs) you don't have young guys on the blazers who's who's in their first playoff series Uh, zach collins uh yeah no last year so i mean i'm not sure if if he plays that he's a little he's a little banged banged up up. it's when gabriel gets the start they talked about this i don't know if you heard that (laughs) yeah yeah he, uh, they all need, the Blazers all need rest. Um, however, they're going to get it in about a week. <laughs> I love Damian Lillard to an extent that I just can't, I cannot, after seeing what we just saw, say that they're going to get sweep, swept. I do think it's going to be, I think in the four games that the Lakers win, they're going to be handled 
but I think that one of them will be really close, and I just think that Lillard somehow pulls out. Somehow pulls out. He's pulling up from half court. They don't have the guard play to match up. Now, <laughs> Blazers don't have the anything play to match up, but I could see CJ getting hot and Dame getting hot for a game and them combining for like 90 or something and just going berserk and Nurkic getting 22 boards or something. Just the perfect storm, one of the... They have, one game. Right, yeah. for one game. So, with that said, respect to the Blazers. Lakers in five. I always go back and forth on teams like this because, you know, there's the age old, you know, great offense beats great defense every time in the, mm-hmm. in the league. But you know who has a great offense? <laughs> Whoever's playing the Blazers. Because <laughs> their defense is so bad. I just look at this Lakers team. I'm like, they're going to feast. I mean, now, they could hang a buck 30 on them four games in a row. And it just doesn't matter that CJ and Dame go for 90. It's, yeah. It's rough. I mean, Melo's going to get played off the floor. That's going to be a Steven well, Adams situation. I mean, it's just he's that's a great the, player, but that's the thing. Gonna work. Who is going to who's going to play LeBron? It probably has to be Melo <laughs> or Wendon Gabriel. <laughs> and that's just now. Okay, now counter argument: the Lakers have not looked great in the seeding no. games, other than this, other than the Clippers game. Which, let's be real, that's the only one they really cared about. Yeah. They haven't looked like the Lakers that were hitting on all our cylinders right before the shutdown. But this is what LeBron... Neither were the Bucs. Yeah. And we still... This is what LeBron teams tend to do. Yeah. I mean, so... I mean, and, and, and you know, without getting too deep in it, without spoiler alert, I do have the Lakers advancing kind of far. I think this is where the Lakers hit their stride. And I think that they're going to probably shape them up pretty nicely. But I got to give at least Dame one game. One game okay. for Dame. That's what we'll I say. One, I wouldn't be shocked, but... One Dame game. Not my pick. Okay. All right. 2-7. Exciting. Actually, tipping off right now is Clippers and Mavericks. This might be the first one we diverge a little bit. Hmm. I say Clips in five. Clips in five. I'm going to disagree with you because I say Clips in five. <laughs> Damn it. All right. <laughs> uh, we talked about this one. I thought you were really high on Luca's playoff debut. <laughs> What's he going to Kristaps playoff debut. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Both of them. Um, no, I I think Luke is going to do some special things. I think he's probably going to average twenty seven or something. But let's not kid ourselves here. I mean, the Clippers are just stacked at every position. Trez uh, and Lou Will are both back. Trez That's and Lou Will are both. I need to. Yeah, they're both back, and honestly, they just have this fucking eight legged monster cyborg creature named Kawhi Leonard who is just going to say oh you you have a star hey, hey nope not nope. anymore <laughs> try somebody else so I don't you know the wild card to me in that series though not that is going to change things but I think affect their run later on is Paul George because if he gets it going in the first round and they get a rhythm that makes me nervous about the Clippers being really dangerous but if they don't then if he doesn't and he gets off to a rusty start, and it's Kawhi hitting those 20-footers every time. And he's got to save them every time it gets close, because it will get close. The Lake, the Mavericks have an all-time, a historic offense. It's just that they're going up against a defense that, on paper, isn't exceptional because they haven't really been trying much, but they're gonna now. And I think it's going to be the Clips show. Chris Hops could eat. I mean, they really don't yes. have a whole lot. Oh, he's gonna average double digit rebounds in this game. Yeah, in this series, I agree with you though. It's gonna come down to Paul George because what I mean, think of last season, Paul George. Would he finish third for 
Yeah, MVP? He, third in MVP voting. I mean, I watched some of those games where I was like, he's much better than Russ. Yeah. I watched some of those games where he would try to carry them to a victory and then Russ would like dribble it off his foot going yep. into the paint. And I'd watched so many games where I'm like, I've never really cheered for the Thunder. I'm just like pulling my hair out watching these Thunder teams where it's like PG is trying his best and Russ just keeps sabotaging it with some of the stuff he goes for. And it's like, if we get that PG, it could be over for everyone. Anybody. I mean, that could be it. Yeah. But that's just a kind of a 50-50. I mean, it's... So Clips in 5? Yeah, Clips in 5. Clips in 5. All right. Let's go to the 3-6. We already had one game down today, which the Nuggets won despite Donovan Mitchell. Going for 57, as I mentioned earlier. Ay, ay, ay. What you got here? So, just so everyone's aware, we sent these picks in. <laughs> this morning. Bef- yeah, this before morning. Before tip-off today. So, I'm, I'm reading off my, my text to our good friend Michael Chang. Yes. Keep track of this. I, I had also... Nuggets in six. That doesn't change. Okay. Um, I just think they have way too many weapons for the Jazz. I'll let you talk about MPJ, but my boy Jamal Murray's going off. Jokic is... Somebody I don't think the Jazz can really handle. I think Rudy's going to be another player that if Jokic is hitting, they're going to play him off the floor. Uh, I just don't think the Jazz can keep up. So you chose Jazz in six. or No, nuggets sorry, in Nuggets six. in six. Yeah. I chose Nuggets in five with my one game to the Jazz being the game that Donnie goes crazy. Uh-oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I think a sweep is now i'm not changing i'm still predicting in five because who knows maybe he goes for 65 next game i, mean, I doubt it but who knows because now that they've given mike malone that that uh that ammo they're probably gonna game plan for him entirely in the rest of the series and then even if they don't because they won the game but it went to overtime it was close they had their chances it was back and yeah. forth anyways i was a little too bullish on the nuggets last year i tried to try to reel that back a little bit yeah so like, i think the jazz can still make life tough but I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they're going to get, well, we'll get to that. Anyways, Nuggets in five for me, although at this point after today, I'm thinking probably a sweep. I mean, because that was the game that right. that, that was yeah. the game that they were going to win, was Donnie going berserk, and he did, and they didn't win. So, for five, for five, what you got here? I couldn't commit oh, to no. the spice on this one. No! I couldn't. I sat there and I thought about no home games and I've never been more mad that we don't have a traditional (laughs) playoff setting for these two teams. Imagine Russ and CP and James Harden going back and forth to OKC and Houston. Amazing. Um, I went Rockets in seven. Rockets in seven. I think they're going to drag this one out. I don't think the Rockets have enough to put them away early, but I think... If you just lean on, I mean, you got two star players in Harden and CP3 who have never lived up to their potential in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who are you betting against? Yeah. So I just, I think the Rockets have a little more talent. Um, I chose the Thunder in six. Woo! All right. And I'm going to tell you one reason why. Put it on wax right now. This series is the Shea Gilgis Alexander coming out party. Shout to George Savides. This series is going to have his name all over it because although Harden is an improved defender, they don't want Harden on CP3 or SGA. 
And they have the defensive wings, and they have the length, and they have the speed to keep up, but that kid is crafty, and he does things because it is a small market team, and they didn't have a lot of – you've probably seen the stat all over Twitter and Instagram and that they had a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs this year, and now they're the five seed in the West, which we just saw a play-in game for for the first time in the NBA history – just to get the eighth seed, and they were the five seed. That's how well they did in the regular season and the seeding games. SGA, I think, says, hello. I, I can hear it right now in my head. Mark Jackson saying, hello. my You know, he's the this is the SGA coming out part, that whole thing that he does. Go ahead, young man. Yeah, like, go ahead, young fellow. That whole thing. I see it right now in my brain as he's torching him for 26, and the Thunder are up by 18 in the third quarter of, the, of game five or something. I think that... The Rockets, I just think they're one of those teams that will never get it together. I don't know what exactly it is, but they just have that that little thing within them that just makes me think no matter how many stars or, or systems or whatever, I just can't see them clicking. So, I'll And the let- question mark is, we talked about this on one of the last pods we did before everything kind of went to shit, mm. was that we don't really know what this team's going to give us. Yeah. <sighs> You can get into a you game know, seven. Sans Capella and you playing Rocco. I mean, it's just a yeah. It's a size of a lineup we've never really seen before. They could come out and really give the Thunder hell, and you know, I think this is going to be a theme this year of players that become unplayable. Is yeah. it Rudy? Is it yeah. Stephen Adams? I mean, because he's kind of a backbone of their defense, and if they can't play Stephen Adams, which has happened in years past, maybe that you know becomes the defining factor but i'm with you I'm, i mean i'm a very uh high, high investor in sga stock yeah. i've sent george several trade proposals for him in our <laughs> dynasty league i've not gotten any bites uh a big fan i really hope he does well he's got a cool shoe deal good I, for him i'm i'm thinking like this is the sga coming out party like i i mean like i said a moment ago i think this is the series that he says hi world i'm here yep. so second round thunder and six second round Start with the one seed Lakers over the Thunder, who I just spoke so highly of. So now we are officially on different brackets for the first time. Sure. So you go with your prediction of Lakers Rockets. I go Lakers in six. Okay. Sort of for the same reason. I think that small ball lineup might be tough for the Lakers to play their most favored lineups that they've played this season. I think that could be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I guess the Rockets get one or two off of them, just early adjustments. You know, again, this could be a weird thing where they're not used to it and the Rockers, Rockets pick up the first two. Mm. There's no home field, you know, no home court advantage. Right. So they might get a couple early ones and then the Lakers adjust and they have more talent. They're going to do what they got to do. I have Lakers in six. Um, so in my bracket now, I have Lakers Thunder and that, just as a walk in the park for the Lakers, I don't really see it going more than five. I chose five, but I could honestly see that being a sweep as well. I just, it, and I know that that second round prediction only hinges on the Rockets not performing well in the first round. But if I had, if it ended up being, okay, I'll put this on wax. If my prediction of the Thunder winning the series is wrong and the Rockets do get to the second round, I'm still picking the Lakers in six because I think that the Lakers are just gonna, I just don't. You can be as fast as you want. If Anthony Davis is up to his potential, which I'm going to harp on again here in a couple minutes, is it, he's going to mollywop them every single yeah. game. Be as fast as we want. Hit as many threes as you want. If he's going for 50, 
and getting 50 and 25, which he has the potential to do. He's one of the best, if not the best big men in the league. He has, he is the key and he can beat, I think that's a different conversation, but I'm picking the Lakers in six over the Rockets potentially, but in my bracket that I have, I'm doing Lakers over the Thunder in five. Let's go to two, three matchup. Clippers, Nuggets. It's going to start getting a little repetitive. I mm. got Clippers in six. Mm. I think all these series are fairly competitive once we get to this point. I think the Nuggets are tough. I think that's another tough matchup for the Clippers. They don't really have a big... To, and, I mean, do you put Kawhi on Jokic? Just to fuck with them, for lack of a you know, better term? Yeah. I don't... That's a tough matchup for him, but I still think they're the better team. Um, I think Denver is really going to miss some of those bench guys they got rid of. Not having Malik Beasley in there. I just, you look at the bench, it's like, all right, when everybody's got their kind of second platoon in there, mm -hmm. who do they have to stop Lou Will and Trez? Yeah. I, this is what I have to say about this matchup. Nikola Jokic's favorite dinner is Peachios and chocolate milk. Like, I don't know. Hey, he slimmed down, he man. He did. Bubble Jokic. <laughs> Bubble Jokic, it's not gone, though. It's still kind of, it's coming back. He's, he's not, I don't, he'll always be fat Jokic to me. He'll always well, be fat being Jokic. Being a fat kid just <laughs> stays in here. Uh, he's not enough. They're not enough. No. The Nuggets so are what, a five, goddamn. Six. I'm going five. Five. Clippers and five. Uh, they just don't. They, they, who, who, who's going to do anything with Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, they don't really. Will the thrill? Who? No, they don't have. They don't have it. Like they, there's, yeah. there's nothing to be done with Kawhi. And if Paul George is like we talked, like we talked about earlier, if he gets going in that first round and comes into round two against the Nuggets in a rhythm, there's no. They're not going to do anything to him. Yeah. So I mean, again, you do it by committee. With Barton and Millsap and Plumlee. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. Speed and just the ball being on a string with those Clippers. And then when crunch time comes, you've got Kawhi, who's one of the clutchest players in the league. Which leads us to the one we've been anticipating if, all season long. And if we, don't get it, if we don't get it somehow, we'll be robbed as NBA fans. Yeah. But I think we're all pretty confident that that's what's going to happen no matter how they get there. I think that we're getting Lakers Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Who are you picking? How many games? I said it was going to get a little repetitive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lakers and six. Lakers and six. Okay, wow. You got any, anything else on that? <laughs> I mean, I want to leave some of it for future episodes when we sure, finally get sure. to that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just... I've, I've put the dunce cap on before, mm. picking against LeBron in the playoffs. I guess I got to keep doing it now until he proves me wrong. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like for 20 years betting against the Spurs to make the playoffs. It's like <laughs> at some point you got to give in. Yeah. Um, I'm going seven and I'm picking the Lakers because as I said a second ago, Anthony Davis, I think he's the key to the, I think Anthony Davis holds the Larry O'Brien trophy in his hands right now. And he is the only I think, not the only, but he is the determining factor of the entire postseason. If he turns into the player that we think he can be and has the potential to be this Kareem-level talent, no one's stopping them, but the Clippers are going to give him hell to do it. So, I'm going Lakers in seven, with LeBron being 
like probably torn to shreds by the end of the series. Yeah. Because of the defensive assignment constantly of Kawhi or Paul George being placed on on him and then him being on Kawhi as frequently as they m- might have to switch or whatever possessions end up coming down to it like we saw in that first seeding game. If he's locked in, which he will be if it's the Western Conference Finals against Kawhi, we know he wants that. Um it's going to be a hell of a series either way. It's going to be a war. Uh, these are going to all seven games will be close. None of them will be twelve point, no, tw- eighteen yeah. point. None of that. Nothing like that. All of them decided by five or less. But I'm picking the Lakers to go up against your Bucks in the finals, the 2020 bubble finals. I think we're going to disagree on this. Probably so. So give your reasoning behind why you're choosing the Bucks to win the championship. So I think it's funny that. I tend to agree that Anthony Davis is going to be, you know, so goes the West, Mm -hmm. however Anthony Davis plays. Mm -hmm. And our assumption is that he plays like the generational talent that he is. Mm -hmm. Let's hope. Kind of on the flip side in the East, Mm -hmm. I think there is a similar factor Mm -hmm. as far as do they play to their potential? Yeah. But the potential is just don't suck ass. (laughs) Eric Bledsoe, just play... Up to your mid-caliber potential, and I think the Bucks are okay. He's just the past three seasons has been absolute trash in the playoffs, and they can't account for it. So they just need him to be a good player, be the third best player on the team. And I think I uh, I sent it to Chang. I was like, this is how I win. <laughs> just Bucks in six. I think that they can maybe step on their throats, and they don't have a counter to Giannis. Mm. And they have a lot of role players that the Lakers, I don't think, can account for. I know this is going to sound foolish as I list the names out. Mm. But if you just get a few good games out of Dante DiVincenzo Mm -hmm. and Wes Matthews and Pat Connaughton (laughs) and Sterling and Wilson, like they just are a deeper team that as good as the Lakers are, they still play a few guys who suck. Now, when the finals roll around are all those guys still getting those minutes it's a good point especially the lakers go with a what seven man rotation uh, lebron plays 40 minutes 45 minutes a game probably i mean anthony davis probably plays 42 minutes a game having both lopez brothers helps significantly just throwing both at them yeah you're getting anthony davis out of the lane a little bit he hasn't been shooting the ball well uh, outside of the paint um and if that continues that could be a a game changer but when he's shooting the three and when he's hitting those 20 footers problematic um so i feel like neither of us have this in seven what do you have i have lakers in six yeah uh, um i just said it anthony davis is the key to everything i think i it's which is insane we're talking about one of the best players ever if not the best player ever in LeBron James in his 17th season, who just led the league in assists, and I'm talking about Anthony Davis more than I'm talking about LeBron. But Anthony Davis, we know where we're getting. Anthony Davis is LeBron's best teammate by far, and it's not close because Kyrie was a cancer and Dwayne Wade was on his back nine. Now, Kyrie, you know, hit the shot, was really, really good in one season of the, the one year that they went to the finals and they won it was the only year yeah. that he was actually serviceable and played really, really well. You know, those, I'd argue for Wade more than Kyrie, I think. Well, but Wade was already... He was already past it. He was I already it, past it. Anthony Davis right for now... For what LeBron needed. I yeah. I think it was still... At, at the time. 
Anyways, I'm talking. So I agree. Yes, we're talking about a guy who, if he hits it, if he gets this, if he gets to the level that we could potentially see, and that's also something that I thought you were going to go with, is if Giannis hits his potential, that's also scary. That's probably scarier. I don't know what the when he's hitting he starts hitting step back threes and dunking from the free throw line like what in a game what are we no one's doing anything with that, but I just you said it a minute ago there's there I just cannot in good faith sit here and say that somehow LeBron James as motivated as he is with all the added pressure not pressure but weight and importance of this one. This ring, because let's be honest here, if they don't win it this year, how many more chances does he have? Maybe next year or the year yeah. after that, but you've, I mean, he's got two more seasons on this contract. And Anthony Davis is no sure thing he's going to resign, although we almost assuredly he will. But I just think with that and this whole COVID shit and Kobe's passing and everything that went on this season, I don't see him letting this one slip. Well, there's two other reasons the landscape changes after this season. Oh, yeah. The Nets Mm -hmm. being an absolute force next year with Kyrie, KD, and Karras. And the Warriors coming back. And the Warriors coming back. Yeah. With (laughs) three perennial All-Stars and maybe the top Top, Yeah, maybe the number one pick. So that's going to completely throw everything off. So that's why I'm so gung-ho on the Bucs getting it done this year. Because I don't know if they can keep up with the Nets next year. That's going to be an offensive. I mean, it's wishful thinking, but God, I want them to pull it off this year. I heard it pointed out today. Can we think of a tougher championship run in recent history than the Lakers having to go through the Blazers, the Rockets, the Clippers, and the Bucs? I was just about to say that. Is that, yeah, if they do that, it's just like 2016 to me where they, you know, the, that ring means so much more because it's so heavy. I mean, and he says this on his Instagram all the time, heavy lies the crown or whatever. But yeah, I mean, because the Blazers are going to get thwacked, but it's not going to, they're not, it's not the Grizzlies. They're not playing the Magic. They're not playing the Grizzlies and they're not playing the Magic. And if the Rockets get there, those are, they're they going to give them Harden and Russ. They're going to give them a couple games. And then they have to go up, which I think is going to be the toughest series for the Lakers is the Clippers because they are designed from the jump to beat LeBron, and he is the best player on the team still. So, anyways, this has gone a little long, but there you have it. I'm picking the Lakers in six. He's picking the Bucks in six over each team, respectively. Um, a hell of a run. We will keep you updated as the weeks come. Um, so much to look forward to. I'm just happy the playoffs are back. I mean, I, I was happy. Playoff basketball at 1230 in the afternoon. I know. I saw someone tweet that, uh, you know, I don't know that I'll be able to go back to my daily life without having NBA basketball <laughs> starting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, we've got a quadruple header on ESPN. It's like, because there's nothing else going on. So um, uh, I'm just glad it's back. I can't wait to see it all unfold. Hopefully, we see a lot more 57 performance. Maybe maybe somebody goes in there and breaks the single game playoff record. This this would be the time to do it. We talked about it last week. Shooters gym, no fans, no yep. distractions. This yep. is the time. A lot of those offensive talents are playing at peak performance right now. So maybe we get something like that that just blows everybody away. And I would love that one for the history books. I think either way, this playoffs is going to be one for the history books. Um, I think so. there's a lot of individual talent that could really 
I think we could see a freakish Kemba game. Mm. I want Bam to go for yeah. 30 and 20. Yeah. Not against the Bucks, but against somebody else <laughs> first, the Pacers. Yeah, go against the Pacers and yeah. do it. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad to have you. Kyle, do you have anything for the people? Just happy to have everybody back. Can't wait to be back next week. Excited to talk about uh, how the playoffs are going and how my Bucks are doing just, just so phenomenally well. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear a mask. Yay, basketball. We'll see you next week. Yay, bubble ball. ball.